Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to another great episode of Music to My Beers. I am Zach Miller along with Warren Cluck and we do this every Sunday from 10 to noon and over the summer we've been doing a lot of um, different things, bringing in guests, special guests and our special guests this week are Yakida Brewing Company. Hi. Hello. Good morning, Chip and Summer. You guys have now been, we were just talking about the the last time you guys were on the show and you were one of our early guests, but you guys have been doing this for a while. Uh, a couple of weeks ago was nine years. Wow. Yeah, we just celebrated nine. It's like 150 years old in like local brewing age. <laughs> I <laughs> feel like it true. is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you guys make phenomenal beers. Uh, some you. of yours have been our favorites, um, especially breakfast cookies. And it's not breakfast cookie season. Don't get people riled up. But, oh, no. But uh, yeah, that'll be coming back uh, October, November. Awesome. But yeah, it's, I, it's a favorite for I sure. I love getting in there in the wintertime. It just... Uh, it puts me in a nice space. This is great because uh, we're, we're inviting all the local brewers in sort of post-pandemic as a way to remind everybody, hey, you're open for business, you're, you're, you're ready to go. We want to find out how you guys got through the pandemic. And uh, we haven't talked to you in eons, so we have loads to talk about. So this is going to be an easy show. It's going to be like catch up with old friends from uh, the show's first few months on the air. So, uh, guys, welcome. Buckle up. It's going to be a uh, thirsty couple of hours here for Music to My Beers. It's Music to My Beers. The same thing every week. I mean, what is it? Is this some sort of escape? On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. It's music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Welcome back to Music to My Beers. We are Warren and Zach with our friends Chip and Summer from Yaki Dot Brewing Company. Good morning again. We're thankful that you guys are on the show. Oh, we're so happy to be here. It has been a while. It's been a while, so we're super excited to be here. I think the last time you were in studio for this show, it may have been our first few months of the year. So it would have been about six years ago. You guys were a brewery for a few few years at that point. You just celebrated nine years. Uh, how much more beer now can you make than when you did uh, when you did for the show for the first time, gee, six years ago? Uh, it's uh, it's actually about the same. All right, I've just gotten a little bit more, uh, you know, fluid in how I do it. Uh, I know what I'm doing more often. Uh, I know the what people are drinking, so I know how to keep up on things. And uh, I think one of the first times, because it was about six years ago, we've laughed over this with a couple of other uh, brewers that we've caught up with over the last uh, few weeks. Hazies weren't even a thing way back then. <laughs> so, like, just the change alone that you guys have been around to witness in the craft brewing, I mean, yeah. the, the palate of the consumer. Oh, yes. uh, you Crazy. Know, other, than, other than hazy, what else have you guys noticed? Because back when... When you guys first started, like stouts were a, a huge deal, and then some West Coast IPAs, that, and those were yeah. the two big mainstays. Stouts were huge; they were barrel-aged stouts. Now you have uh, the dessert stouts with, you know, puff pastry in them, and cereals, and donuts, and candy, <laughs> and uh, All those. you know, they're super thick and sweet. Would it be safe to say that everything now is as many calories as you could possibly get in it? Yes, definitely. I mean, other people, not us. We don't okay. we don't make a lot of those. Well, no, no but, <laughs> but I mean, you, you, like every once in a while, Zach and I will, will uh, look up some of the nutritional value of some of our oh. favorite like hazy IPAs, and like you don't make that mistake again no. after you look at it. Mm. You think, 
wow, this is yeah. like a Big Mac in a can I'm chugging down. All that yeah. sugar that's yeah. added yeah. in yeah. nowadays. What I remember is um, when we started Black IPAs were all the rage. That's right. If you remember that craze. Whoa, we that even have like t-shirts. We had t-shirts made for our Black IPA. Now, I mean, now people are starting to ask for it again, which is really strange. But there for a couple of years, Chip tried to brew it, wouldn't sell. Because it just went away. I think founders for a quick minute at the brewery did an all night IPA. It was like a and it went it went nowhere because right around that time, mm-hmm. it sort of our attention span as craft beer consumers turned and they were like, yep. "Well, we're not going to can this in fifteen packs." Exactly. It went from it went from black IPAs to hazies, you know. And now we're seeing a lot of people looking for lagers. Yeah, lagers yeah. And, and pilsners are doing huge business yeah. now. We all, we'd like to ask everybody who comes in uh, who has a brewery. If you had to narrow down Yakida to, to two signature beers, like let's say you had to drop everything off for the rest of time and just get by on two, what are your biggest two? Our, yeah, our biggest two are uh, our local blonde. Okay. Mm. And our uh, IPA, Revo. Oh, the Those two. Yeah. I mean, two. while we say, they you know, outsell. I would say that breakfast cookies would be on that list, but it's so it's a seasonal beer. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, every third brew he does is either Revo or or local. How much beer do you wow. brew, Chip? Like a, a given week, how many, uh, how many gallons are you putting together? I'm doing uh, about 400, 450 per week. Wow. Yeah. And that's, well, and that's... That's about two batches of beer. Two to three. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes we're up to three, it so... Averages. You're constantly cycling through those beers, too, because I, I noticed there's been, like, some test uh, pilots and stuff. Or what, what was the name of the series that you guys had this past summer where you used, like, a different hop? So we have two. We have um, Prosperity, okay. which is a single hop beer. Um, oh. It's a single hop pale ale so that you can actually hone in right on that that particular hop and those flavors. And then we have, we're doing a test subject pale ales. So we're, we're up to test subject seven, I think. So. The test subjects. That's what I yeah. picked up over the summer last year. And it was so good. Yeah. Really so those cool are blends, idea. but the, the Prosperity is the single. Okay. So, uh, single hop beers are always fun, especially if you're relatively new to craft beer. You don't have the most uh, distinguished palate or whatever. <laughs> Because sometimes it's hard when you get a beer with three or four different hops in it. You're like, what do I like about this and why? So when you get, and I know Revolution's done a pretty good job with this, spotlighting a single hop so that, because even, uh, you know, Zach and I, we never claim to be experts, um, but it's nice to sort of get a refresher course like, this is what a Centennial is. This is what a Mosaic mm-hmm. is. El Dorado tastes like this. Um, what's the hop you go through the most of at Yakida? Oh, um, probably Amarillo. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of Amarillo, uh, Mosaic, and... Uh, Simcoe. Those are all three of those are about about even. We're here with Chip and Summer of Yakida in over in Elkhart, and you should know them by now because they're older than this beer show, the brewery. <laughs> um, and, and we've talked a lot the last couple of weeks. I know with uh, with South Bend Brewers last last week that the, during the pandemic, with all the inflation and costs, hot prices have gotten pretty high. Have you guys felt some of that? Uh, not really, because I've still been contracted for hops. Okay. Um, through 2021 so my prices are the same how does that work do you sit down is it like a big contract time where you have to sit down and negotiate a price and say yeah, we want much. this for three years or is it more of a uh, is it a, it's so it's, it's more of a much negotiation they just tell you in three years this is the price of amarillo how many pounds do you want in oh, three years so you're committed oh. you're committed for that hop to stay hot then <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you commit and when we were six months old and we were doing hop contracts two years out that was a trip 
because we were we were guessing. How do you know how much you're going to use? We were stuck with so much what fuggle hops. I oh, think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, but we thought we were going to do a lot of English beers. But you know, you learn over time. But it's it's wild. But at least you get locked in. We also started up in the middle of like a hop shortage. Yeah. So there were hops that I couldn't even get when we opened up that now are really not too ex- too expensive. Well, and when going back to the, you guys have been around for nine years and seen some things come and go in that time. Like, what was a hop that was big when you first opened that absolutely you don't use anymore? Because we've had hop strains get real huge, hard to get, then fall off in popularity and come back just in the course of Music to My Beer's life, which is only six years. Uh, Summit was one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, it was kind of, because there was a hop shortage when we yeah. opened, It was people are substituting Summit for other hops. And uh-huh. now since you can get those other hops... I don't see anybody buying Summit anymore, really. I don't. A yeah. lot of people are still buying Citra, I think, but Citra was so hard to get at one yeah. point because everybody wanted it. Now there's, you know, so many other variations that people have come out with and, and uh, I'll go that take th- that place. I'll go walking through a citywide and see a beer that spotlights a couple of hops like I've never even heard before. I think, well, what are these? Some of them have mm-hmm. made, like Idaho's one that came on the scene in the last couple of years that wasn't around um, it's so it's it keeps my trips to the liquor store interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Well, you mentioned Citra too. That was that was really big with the the whole zombie dust craze, and everybody's trying to make <laughs> a super hoppy pale ale. And our palate, seeing how we went from like that soul crushingly palate crushing like hop, all the IBU uh, yeah. everything is now more of like a mellow IBU. You want the drinkability of like a hazy IPA, which is I think that that's how they they came to be now as of late. I don't know. That's my own take on that <laughs> uh, you can slide up into the music to my beers dms for your comment on zach's hot take but we'll be right back uh, with more yaki dot here on music to my beers music to my beers i'll drink to that mm. on 103.9 the beer i mean bear it's music to my beers on real rock 103.9 the bear it is music to my beers every sunday from 10 to noon right here on real rock 103.9 the bear my name is warren cluck with zach miller names you should know we've been at this time slot now for over half a decade and some old friends from way back year one chip and summer from yakida over in elkhart are here to remind us uh one we're all wide open after the pandemic so it's it's back to business and it's time to support our local craft breweries in person and yay you brought some beer heck yeah we did we couldn't show up empty handed (laughs) i think we'll do we'll do one this hour we'll do one at the top of next hour what's the first one you want to do uh what do you guys want to do so today we brought blackberry goza dortmunder a blood orange wheat which is all their age and our revo ipa you guys can save that for later since you've had it before if you want or you can drink it now we do the blood orange yeah let's do the blood orange yeah um you mentioned this a little bit you guys have a crowler now that's something that's changed since you first started nine years ago and you are the first in indiana to ever have gotten the crowler system set up that's correct that's right i think we beat daredevil by a week oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) they were we saw they were getting it and we had ours in hand and we were just waiting for cans and we're like let's go let's go let's go (laughs) and uh i think we beat them by a week so how did that all come to be how how do you get a crowler system is it something that you were looking for um because of the trend or well we saw uh first at a brewery in chicago uh dry hop brewing okay um and it's actually Oscar Blues Brewing that developed this whole crawler system. Oh, wow. They retrofitted an old um, number 10 can seamer to do these 32-ounce uh, beer cans. Thank you. And they work really well. 
And given you know the the heft, the expense that comes with with growlers, like it, mm-hmm. you know, a growler's a big. What one of the funniest uh, stories we have about growlers? A, a couple of years ago, a friend said, "Yeah, you know, you're you're collecting beer merchandise." He had gotten into collecting growlers and said he was too far in to turn back, but it was a huge mistake because growlers are big, and you get like 25, yeah. 30 growlers, something you're dealing with. But as a as a, a small craft brewery, like you know, that's a lot of space, square footage that's taken up. And it's a lot of expense. This just seems like an easier way to do all of it. Well, and you think about all of the people who, um, once you open a growler, you got to drink it in a couple of days. Mm. You know, a growler is 32 ounces. It's two pints, basically. And then going to the beach, going to um, the park or wherever where you can't take glass or you don't want to lug a big growler cans are the way to go you can't fit a growler in a golf bag it's impossible (laughs) (laughs) and after you fill the growler too like you mentioned it it's a couple of days after you open it Mm -hmm. but how long can a uh, a growler stick around for like if you were to pour this will it last through like the week or if you um yeah so we can it right on site Mm -hmm. um so once it's seamed and sealed uh, you know, a hoppy beer, the hops will start to fall off, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to drink it in the next week, week and a half, two weeks. Uh, a stout or something will probably stay for good for, you know, a month, month and a half. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's all sealed up. You're, you're good to go. It's almost irresponsible to let a crawler sit around that long. I am, right. <laughs> Get it home and enjoy it. But then. when people are traveling for the holidays, right. you know, or mm-hmm. taking some beer back to their family, it tucks in, it seals well, you know, they can pop it in a suitcase and head down the road on a road trip or whatever and, and uh, take their family some local beer. I like the fact that you can take those to like a beer festival, especially one that's more about like sharing and stuff. Like I can think of a, about a, like a Three Floyds um, zombie zombie dust i'm stuck on that uh dark lord day yeah where you want to like showcase hey this is what i can get from my neck of the woods everybody brings stuff from like either iowa or california and mm-hmm. stuff you can bring this out and be like oh you got to check out this brewery in elkhart yakida and then you can share and there's a bunch of it so there's enough to go around and everybody gets yeah. more than just a little sip now yeah. what point did you take the take the plunge after seeing the crawler machine where you're like all right let's let's do this because to me like I know it, it always pays off to be an early adopter of things, but I'm never one of those guys that's like first to do anything. I want to see that it's going to be all right. We're usually not either, um, but this just looked such a good way to to uh, to do beer to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't take us long at all. At as the time, as- we were doing the, the 32-ounce glass bullets. Too, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we really wanted to get away from those. It was it was fun to see during the pandemic, and we'll get to some pandemic chit-chat a little bit later because it's always interesting to see how you know this – unprecedented event suddenly for everybody was a big deal and uh we thought it was fun how everybody sort of pivoted and got supported through the carryout but we'll talk about that in a little bit there so there weren't any headaches you're like you got this thing that got the crawler machine home you're like what have we done no it paid for itself in like the first two weeks oh, wow. <laughs> so we were like nope this, we made the right decision and we were ordering cans i mean especially during the pandemic we went through so many cans so it's paid off and you know and people just come in and grab what they need and out the door did you guys hit any hiccups with any kind of aluminum shortage? Because I know there was a can shortage, and that uh, threw a wrench at a lot of people's plans. Close. We were this close. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, as soon as they locked everything down, I had maybe like a quarter of a pallet of cans left. And I'm like, I, I should probably order some. And I got on the website to order them, and they were already sold out. This was like two or three days later. But they still had gold-colored cans. We used the silver. So I got a half pallet of gold cans. Ooh, old MGD throwback. <laughs> yeah, it, was great. <laughs> it was awesome. And then uh, they got more in as just as we were going through those gold ones at the very end. Now tell us a little bit about this blood orange wheat we're drinking because this is uh, pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a uh, 
it's a pretty basic wheat beer. I had actually gotten a new piece of equipment in, and I wanted a fairly easy beer to try out on it in case I you know screwed anything up. And uh, <laughs> so it, the, it was kind of a throw-together beer, and it turned out really crisp and refreshing. And uh, we went through it super fast. People just loved it. So it's also, it again. It's, it's fun with the way the beers are now. A lot of them are so complicated. There's so many layers of the flavors, mm-hmm. and a lot of those fruit and sours are like, there's 400 things in here. Yeah. It is nice to dial things back and go back to something that's relatively simple that just highlights a couple of different flavors and something like this where you get that that little malty wheatness, but you also mm-hmm. that blood orange is it's easy to identify. It's, it's there. It's in the nose. It's yeah. half Pilsner malt, half wheat malt. Oh, I mean, that's the whole grain bill right there. And then, what kind of yeast do you use for the? For this, I used uh, uh, California ale yeast. Oh, okay. Just uh, normal, uh, you know, WLP 001. White Labs, shout out. Okay. <laughs> That's our first ever shout out to White Labs. Yeah. Uh, we're here with Chip and Summer from Yaki Dow. We're catching up after a long pandemic as things reopen right here. So we have, uh, we got more show, more beers to go here on Music to My Beers. Music to My Beers on 103.9 The Beer. I mean, bear. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Wow, man. I forgot that today's Father's Day. Maybe because my father passed away, so it's not a big deal to me anymore. Not to bring the show down. But it is Father's Day, so we thought for the segment where we do some movie chit-chat with some beers and uh, we give it a rating system that doesn't make any sense, we're going to rope, uh, I, I think, the, for the first time you got this was the first feature we ever had on the show, and it was one hour. So I know you guys were here, uh, Chip and Summer from Yaki Dot, for the first couple of rounds of B-movies. So um, we're going to go ahead and take it for a spin. And for Father's Day, we're going to do the Ultimate Dad movie. If you build it, they will come. The Field of Dreams. Okay. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. All right. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. You've never what? seen Field of Dreams? No, I know. I've met your dad. You have a dad. You haven't sat down and had a catch and then watched Field of Dreams? <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, I don't uh, I don't know if I was too young for it when it came out or what. But he, no, he hasn't turned me on to that. I don't even know if he's seen Field of Dreams. So maybe I should introduce him to it this time. Maybe around. after the show, go home, grab pops, and say we need to sit down. You started on Netflix. I'll start it on Netflix. We'll Zoom call the whole thing. Okay, that'd be perfect. We'll have a little watch party. <laughs> um, so I don't even know where to start. It's a baseball movie, right? Kevin it, Costner. It is. He makes a baseball field in yes. Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's much less about baseball than about the feeling. Oh, it's all it's that, all about dad. That, that baseball brings. Baseball okay. brings people together. It, and it's it that really does. Feeling. Did you guys see the giant snake on the Cubs game a couple of, like, it was about a week ago? They made a beer no. cup snake in the stands. It was that weekend that the, that Wrigley opened back up against the Cardinals. It was last <laughs> two weeks ago, a week ago, but they made a beer snake, and it was, uh, I think somebody figured out that there were 2,000-something 500 cups stacked together that stretched across oh. the entire stands, and they clocked it out. That's like 25,000-something dollars worth of beer at Wrigley. It was crowd surfing up the stands. So they're open to full capacity now at Wrigley, and... That, that's just people a are out back. and ready to party. Yeah. <laughs> it's the roaring twenties now. <laughs> it is. It is on full blast. So Zach, um, knowing nothing about the movie, what would you give this? I I know it's a timeless classic. I feel like I should give I it. Feel a bad. One. Like you haven't taken your relationship with your dad to another level because you haven't bonded over this classic baseball movie. I I've only yeah, it's only hearsay for me with this one because Kevin Costner's in it, and I don't know anybody else. But he's in a field and out in Iowa, like a cornfield or something, right? He's got a vision to build a baseball diamond in the middle of nowhere the locals think he's insane 
at the but end he's of gonna it, do it. And he plows under all his corn to build this baseball field, and if you build it, he, they will they come. come. Okay. And then the ghosts of the players yore, and his pops come out of the cornfield, and they share a catch. This is in Wayne's World too, right? Like they kind of spoofed it a little yes, bit. Yes, okay. All right. I've seen that one. I'm gonna. Go. <laughs> oh, <all> right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with one because apparently this movie is incredible, and I need to watch it. But I'm gonna go with one from an Iowa brewery. I really like Toppling Goliath out of Decorah, and I'm gonna go with One King Sue. I'm gonna give this movie uh, a six pack of my pop's favorite beer. He always made a big deal, and I got my hands on it. And it was not good. I'll maintain it to this day. It's terrible beer, but Carling's Black Label beer. <laughs> it's still available because my family's from Saginaw. So if you go up there, it's still available in 24 packs. We'll grab some cases and bring them back. But my goodness, that has got to be ice cold. And you've got to get down the first couple quick. But uh, this is a great movie. And I'm, I'm sad that Zach hasn't watched it because there's a lot of there's a lot of father-son bonding stuff in there. And it's one of those things where like you sit and watch it with your dad. And neither of you are crying. And neither of you admit to crying. It's just like, you know, you know, there's the bond there. There's a tear coming down. All right. One so, Chip, tier. now what about you? It's it's how many beers oh. it takes to get through it, right? That's yes. I mean. yeah. 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 One being the best, 12 being an absolute drain pour of a movie. But then there are also movies that you really oh. want to be drunk to watch. So you get a lot, even though you like the movies. It doesn't make any sense. Like The Matrix. Okay, something. I got you. Um, I'd probably give this, uh, even with Carling's Black Label, uh, for my dad, I'll have to go with Blatt's. Oh, man. That was that was his beer of choice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How our fathers got through that, all, all those beers. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd probably give it a four-pack of those. All right. Um, you know, mostly probably because you got uh, James Earl Jones in there. Ah, the voice of Darth voice Vader. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it is a long movie, and it's yeah, sa- yeah. a little sappy, so he's, you know. <laughs> have a couple. Yeah. So what about you? So I'm gonna go straight up ballpark PBR. Ooh. Oh, all right yeah. for me, and then uh, I'm gonna give it a like a two. All right, two it's PBRs. Good, it's, it's funny. There's an two. entire class of like dad tall boys. Beers yeah, just, tall boys. Like that's <laughs> one. Black, black label, Schlitz, PBR, old style. All those beers, man. Like yeah, it was between hands. PBR and old style. But yeah, how, how pops got up, got to work, got things popping after that. You're like, how, how do you guys operate, man? This beer gives you a headache. <laughs> Terrible. Old style. That they used to sponsor the Cubs, didn't they? For the oh yeah, season? a yeah, lot of bars still do, still do yeah, like yeah. dollar old style days during Cub day during Cubs games. Oh. Yeah. There was so a bar in schooners, giant schooners. <laughs> well, in Grand Rapids, there was a bar downtown called Meanwhile's that I think to this day does fifty cent cans of Black Label. So if you're ever in the, in the, I could do hazies all day and not be hungover. Those kind of beers, those bad <laughs> beers, man. Like that cerebral court, that awful like sore front of your mm-hmm. head. It's like it's another level of hangover. But uh, we'll delve into that maybe a little bit uh, in a show down the road. But this today is all about Yaki Das. So we're gonna be back here with music to my beers. Music to my beers. Can I get anybody a beer? On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Music to my beers. Housekeeping? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Housekeeping? Not now. Housekeeping? We like to go on the horn and talk about our social media uh, empire. The Music to My Beers Empire, it's not the biggest on social media, but it's the most dedicated, I like to tell myself, right? We're dedicated through our Facebook group. We have a a bunch of people involved in that, which is cool, because then we get to see where people are going or um, what they've done, and they can share it there. And also, if there's like any like huge beer hall that they've gotten, like whether it be mail or actually brought back from somewhere, it's kind of nice to see that. Plus, any news, any any happenings around the area, we like seeing um, what's going on. So we're, we're on Facebook, Facebook group, 
Twitter. You do the the Twitter handle. Yep. You can just find us at MTM Beers. Just search Music to My Beers on whatever your social media uh, platform. We're of on choices. the gram too. We have uh, Beer Shirt Thursday, where we like to wear different beer shirts. Our weekly thirst trap. That's right. Uh, and then we podcast the show every Monday, so you can look out for it around lunchtime as you get um, real thirsty. And if you for follow the, the show on Twitter, you'll know the big news of the last week is that we got an email from some random organization in Turkey that. Music to My Beers is the 152nd most popular podcast in Turkey when it comes to the food and beverage category. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, so I'm going to need you guys to actually go down to the parking lot, move your car, just to make sure the money truck doesn't it has all the spots gotcha. to park that it needs. Uh, so that was the big that was a big deal around here. And then um, Chip and Summer from Yakida, how, how do we find you guys on on social media? It's at Yakida Brew on every on every social media. Do so. you appreciate the fact that when you type in Y-A-K on Google, it'll fill out the rest and like actually properly spell the brewery name? Yeah. Did yeah. that on purpose. Yeah. We, actually, <laughs> we own that .com as well. Oh, hey. Oh. Smart move. Yeah. We, we bought a couple different ways of spelling it. Just so because it we know. to our website. We know. I like that your website is just Elkhart.beer though too. Yeah. That's genius. And you can you still have online ordering there too? We don't do online ordering. You didn't? No. Okay. Mm-mm. No, I called in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't do online ordering. We can't. We're uh, a small little place that never intended to be so busy, so we just, we're not there. One thing that I've loved, especially last year that you guys have been doing it, are the Facebook Live videos, kind of informing the general public on what's going on. You walked us through, you know, how many people you can actually have in Yakida right now. You also talked about the different ways in which you could do it. And... I, I like the fact that you guys had a whole complete pickup. It was like you come in, get your pizza, you get your beer, and you're on your way if you wanted to be. We try to make everything as streamlined as possible because that's kind of what we do is think through logistics of things and how people want to operate. And since it was different and weird and hard, and we just tried to make it easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've and learned, too, that like you guys didn't get an email from anybody at the state that is like, here's the deal. It was sort of just kind of no. you had to find out on your own. And things those first few months were so... like. Brewers could sell to go. They couldn't. Now, like it, it was a it was a weird few months, but there wasn't like a, a thing telling a how to. Hey, Yaki Dow, you can have this many people at this many feet. Mm-hmm. No, um, it, it, we actually had a restaurant group with Michiana restaurants that kind of got together and okay, who watched the governor's address today? And okay, who what did you get out of it? Where can we see the information? And we'd share it amongst ourselves and go, how do you read that? What does that mean to you? And then the health department would come out usually a day after, at least in Elkhart County with okay, this is what this means for our county, mm. but it wasn't, um, it, it was really not up to minute, up to the minute information. So we were just kind of all guessing and putting it together and, and navigating it the best we could. I really hope for our next pandemic, they get their stuff together and they're like, here's the email that everybody's going to get. <laughs> uh, and oh. we're also on, on tap. You can follow Zach at Dad Beers. I'm at Man Bear Cluck. Of course, you could check into the, uh, to your Yakida Brew of Choice. And we've asked everybody who's been in who brews beer, the actual makers and runners of the establishment, what do you think about Untapped? Nobody from the organization listens to the show, except maybe in <laughs> Turkey, so you guys are cool. <laughs> we don't look at Untapped. At all. At all. at all. Why don't you like it? We can, because we, we beer, can spill a little tea. Let's be okay, dirty. So, yeah. so beer like pizza, right? Everything is so subjective. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have people who get a flight and they love hoppy beers and they'll rate your blonde as a one uh-huh. or they'll rate your Irish red as a one. And you're like, yeah, but that's just obviously looking at your check-ins. We used to, you know, kind of see how it went and we know how it goes. But, you know, you they gauge beer based on what their personal preference is, mm-hmm. not whether it's a good beer. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, that's kind of meaningless to us then 
Do you guys you know, realize the level of mental control it would take to know that there are people on the internet talking about your beer on an app and not look at it? That would drive me insane. Do you look at all? Like even just no, like a peek? No. Like, eh. I don't even have the app on my phone. I don't. That, that's incredible. You're like a monk. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Same thing, thing is though, Yelp and, and like anybody that. who puts out food or beer, there's a sensitivity to that. And, and mm-hmm. when people do rate you as ones, it's like a stab in the gut and then you worry about it too much. And I don't have the mental capacity to worry about that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'd rather just, hey, are there butts in the seats? Cool. We're doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's a good that's, gauge. I mean, that's that's much more meaningful. I find myself being a little sensitive on untap with how I rate beers that are made around town because there's a pretty good chance I'm, I know these people or I'm going to bump into them. Yeah. Where if it's, you know, if it's somebody at Cigar City, I don't care. I'm never going to meet Steve Cigar City or whatever his name is. So, yeah. you know, be brutal. But a little bit around town, I, I think the, the harshest I've ever been is if I didn't like something from somebody, I wouldn't talk about it. But you're like, you know. If I go to Yak, Chip's gonna beat my face in. If I go, <laughs> particularly me, but it, but that's that's remarkable. You guys don't check it. I say, well, now, now to you. That you know, I don't look at it. You can. Oh yeah, <laughs> I go back and alter a few ratings. <laughs> then oh, brutally honest. And I I think Untapped is a lot more for people to remember what they had and remember what they liked, and you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot more for their own use than for our use. Mm-hmm. I almost treat it like a drinking LinkedIn. Like I curate mm-hmm. and. I, I like to, you know, rate every beer once, maybe every year it comes out. That's about it. And all my reviews are stupid and, and unreadable. I get disappointed when I sober up the next morning. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you talk for a living. This is the best you could do, guy. Like, this, it's not funny. It doesn't really describe the beer. I checked into two. It was kind of good. Lights. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always like, so juicy or like, great nose. Like, that's, I've got some friends that are like a brother in law is a huge, like, 17th degree black belt beer nerd. And his reviews, like, they're accurate, they're poetic, and all I can think is I'm never going to review a beer like that. I mean, you're like, so good. If it's the fifth beer or not, I'm like, I love it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it also depends on how deep you are, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse than getting up the next morning and looking around and be like, oh, wow, we opened that last night. I Did some run- damage here. What a, what a waste. I've been hanging out of that beer for four years and I don't even remember it. And I don't remember it at all. <laughs> and I probably reviewed it. Or you got that awful like third of a, third of a bomber left. You're like, oh, it's the next morning and that just went to waste. But Yeah. Uh, we have an entire hour left of uh, sweet beer chatter, and I'm very excited because there's more beer to be had here. Music to my beer. Great. It's time to split one. Split one with music to my beers. Music to my beers. As the sound just told you, it's time to split one. We first opened up the Blood Orange Wheat from Yakida Brewing Company. We've got Chip and Summer visiting us today, and the Blood Orange Wheat has been phenomenal. It's uh, 5.2%, really low ABV, super drinkable, crushable. Warren, what are those adjectives that we need to throw in here for our untapped? Sessionable. Um <laughs> Nose is amazing. see. Do you also find Yakida has been open nine years now in Elkhart? Do you also find that when when you guys first open, the American craft beer consumer's tolerance for alcohol is much higher than it was? Because we we laughed when we first started. Hop Slam was the big deal at ten point two percent. That was like a monster double IPA. And now a lot of times that you know you some people consider that like a sessionable almost. We do a lot of session beers. Like I rarely brew a beer that's. Much over eight mm-hmm. percent. Um, it's still a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I lately I've seen a lot of people going more towards session beers. They're they're wanting to have more beers and hang out uh, as Zach's, opposed to just 
get drunk. Zach's brother has a brewery down uh, in Georgia, and he's his specialty is like really low ABV. Mm -hmm. He likes the three percenters and doing like kind of like the table beers. His idea was, oh, over in Germany, you know, typically you're drinking at an earlier age, and you don't have the water and stuff to with your meals. It's typically that low ABV, Mm -hmm. um, maybe even around like a a two percent beer for your table yeah. beer but I like I like the low ABV stuff too I think that that's that's the new trend that I can get yes. behind especially because there's such a complexity to lagering and some of those the the lower ABV ones but I I don't know anything about brewing I just drink it <laughs> <laughs> the uh we I've seen a big shift especially in the summertime um people who love IPAs they want all that flavor wrapped up in something lower because they're outside and you know they want they have a full day ahead or the whatever lines on the lawnmower mm-hmm. need to be straight Right, right, exactly. Right. exactly. <laughs> but they're they definitely are looking for full flavor, less alcohol, and that's that's kind of been the trend the last couple of years. Is that more of a challenge for you guys as brewers, or less of a challenge? Is that kind of like an easier walk in the park? Brewers are uh, more. That's what I enjoy doing. That's what I really wanted to do when we opened Jockey Dawes to do session beers. Um, but you have to do that fine line between having satisfying the people that want more alcohol. Mm-hmm. And having mm-hmm. the lower alcohol beers. It's like right. Zach and I. One of us wants the most alcohol, and one of us is okay mm-hmm. with not a lot. And it all depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. But I like trying to fit as much flavor as I can into something 5% or lower. What's the most challenging style you make for you? Uh, for me? I'll listen to him. He doesn't have an answer because he's I, good I at it. He's like, I'm good at it. It's like, it's like, I mean, you know. Kid, I'm great at it. What do you think? Uh, probably the high alcohol stuff. Okay. You know, um, high alcohol multi beers I can actually find kind of difficult to do. Um, I tend to try and put too much into them. But what do you want to open next? That blackberry goza is looking pretty good. All is right. it goes goza goza goza. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It's like people say Porsche versus Porsche. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a Porsche. <laughs> so this is uh, it's our it's our standard goza, okay. which we actually have a couple of them. Go ahead. And, um, so we do, we call it Grandpa Saltenblatt's because as you know, Chip's family used to do blats quite a bit. So oh, yeah. anybody, his grandpa would put salt in it. So salt in blats. He would salt the blats after mm-hmm. he poured the beer? Correct. Yeah. Whoa. You know, like people put olives in their beer and oh, their yeah. beers and stuff? Dirty so, old yeah, styles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's the salt and blats. And because uh, there is salt in... Um, is that what gives it that brineyish flavor? Mm-hmm. And does that yeah, create some sourness to it as well? That's or? the style. Okay. But then, so we do these um, craft fruit pumps. So we have a straight goza, and then we do um, like fruit pumps that you can add the fruit flavor to it. Hey. So you can, oh. I mean, like we usually have blackberry or apricot or, you know. Is like a Randall that Dogfish Head had? Um, or no, it's just a it's just a puree that oh, we pump okay. in. Um yeah, kind of like you do like Berliner Weisses. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like the different flavorings that you could add in. Uh, we do that with with any beer, but it goes particularly well with the Goza. Oh, you get the delicious. fruit with the tartness. Is it all post-fermentation um, ad- additives or additions? Or are, does it go into the actual brewing process? Um, the, uh, the salt and uh, lactic acid additions go into the... A brewing process. Okay. This is another reason we like having the brewers on because we don't we, know what we're talking. We've about. learned over the years that we're we're enthusiasts. We're not yeah. experts. So <laughs> it's fun to like entertain a beer show audience with actual talk about uh, about brewing beer. So that's that's pretty fascinating. Blackberries. An, 
it's a good flavor because it's never overpowering. Right. It kind of is just that little subtle kick of like, you know, like a just berry. Just a little something. Yeah, just yeah. at the end. Well, and with the pumps, you can, you know, we customize it. So if people don't want so much, they don't have to have so much. If they want a little more fruit flavor, pop in an extra pump. Now, how'd you guys, oh. where'd you come up with that idea? Or where'd, like, where'd you even first see it? Uh, Goza? No, the, the fruit pumps. Uh, the fruit, fruit pumps. pumps basically from the the bird learner vice idea where that's what they used to do all the time they'd have a base and then pump in whatever and so um we just figured let's just do it for all of our beers so basically now one beer becomes four it's straight up or you want one of the three flavors i love that so how many flavors could you choose from um usually or like what different flavors do you have for the goza so i mean like right now we have i think apricot blackberry and boysenberry but a lot of times we'll have raspberry or we do this pog which is pomegranate orange guava guava that's a hawaiian deal yeah so like i mean yeah we rotate them constantly when we run out of one we just pull up another flavor so people always get to change it up i love that and that kind of changes probably with the season too like as as you want uh, something else but wow this blackberry goes as it's a home run what's the abv on this before we uh, five five percent all right it's five perfect it's good for the summer people are sitting on the patio you know and i think uh, drinking goes dogfish head sequence was the first one of those real briny beers that you realize this is a great poolside like Mm -hmm. this is great for hot weather so now it doesn't have to be all all ipas and all hazies all the time like this is a great style to take outside with you it is good for you you have those that salt replenishing your electrolytes it's practically gatorade exactly Have one after basketball, kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got this after marathons too. Yeah, we got uh, the entire rest of the hour here with with Chip and Summer from Yaki Down. We're going to talk a little bit about the pandemic here in just a minute. So hang with sure. us on music to my beers. Music to my beers with Zach Cluck and Stryker. He'll buy beer for you, but he'll make you drink it with him. On 103.9, the beer. I mean, bear. Our weekly fantasy sixer. Passes back. Intercepted. He's gone. Pick six. The music to my beers pick six. six. Oh, now this is like our staff pick section. This is when you used to go to Blockbuster on Friday night and see what Steve's picks were against the wall. Uh, this is Good where we go around Steve. the room. You know, he always had the best picks. I like yeah. Steve's movies. Um, this is where we go around the room and we talk about the beers that we're putting into our six pack this week. And Warren and I will put in one beer. Chip and Summer, we'll have you guys put in two each to round out our six pack. Um, we like having guests first? come in and then first? do all the work. Like you bring yeah. the beer, you bring most of the pig six. <laughs> like. We want to highlight some of your beers. So you want to go first or I go first? or Yeah, I'll go with one that I actually didn't care for this week. And oh. This is the first one from this brewery I've ever not liked. Um, so you're just going to throw it into our six-pack and be like, this, well, this one sucks? It Avoid says it. on the promo that plays during the week, like, beers we like, beers we didn't like. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> it's from Untitled Art, and they have a, a hard seltzer uh, line that's just been fantastic, whether it's the the one that takes, like, pixie, pixie sticks, the one that tastes like Kool-Aid from back in the day. But they've got one that's called Crystal Hop. And oh. it's sort of like their take on Crystal Pepsi, where it's a hard seltzer, it's clear, it's bubbly, but it's just flavored with hops. There's no fruit. And I think I've had enough fruit-flavored hard seltzers to this point where that was super jarring and also really weird. But um, So hard pass on that one? Yeah, it, dude, it, was, it was really bizarre. It was, And I, I just thought, like, wow, these guys, one of my favorite breweries, why, why would you do this to me? But uh, my wife seemed to enjoy it, so... People do like it. I had it just after I had one of those smooges, mm. which is you know the most unhealthy hard seltzer you could possibly drink. Um, <laughs> Not 100 calories in the can. Really embracing no that post-pandemic <laughs> lifestyle. So I'm, I'm going to just say, that I'll throw that in my pick six as an avoid. Okay. All right. I'm going to put one that you should definitely have. I don't know if you guys have been over to Fort Wayne, tried two Toms. 
No, we don't get out much. No? Oh. They're busy, <laughs> oh. They're busy working. That's, that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, two Toms, they're relatively new to our area. They're from Fort Wayne, and they have this beer called Codes and Ciphers, and or Ciphers and Codes. Maybe I'm mixing those. Codes and Ciphers. Codes and Ciphers. And it is a true West Coast-style IPA, which I feel is hard to come by, especially with all the hazy stuff that we were talking about earlier in the show. And just getting back to, like, just... Good beer is what I, I think that they're doing over there as well. Now, they do some funky stuff, but I enjoyed it. So I'm going to throw that one in the pick six. Summer, why don't you go next? What are, and we tell everybody who brews beer, like, this is a chance to give your own brewery advertising. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. throw your own beers in here. So um, I'm definitely going to put the Goza in because mm. it's one of my favorite summertime beers that we do. And the fact that you can fruit it any way you want. You know, it changes it into so many different beers. That's good because that brininess, it's not overpowering. It's just ever so slight. Yeah. And it gives you that, I've had some pretzels, I need to drink more vibes. Yeah, it's that whole, I want to come back for another drink. (laughs) But then it's so refreshing. So you're kind of, yeah, you're just going to go for it all day. It's 5%, it's fine. Um, And then I think I'm going to go with the, uh, it's it's not a normal pick, but it's the 1635. It's the English mild. Mm. It's Mm. light, malty, you know, it's for that that subtle caramel toast flavor but um it's nice and light for the summer and that's one of my faves chip i'm gonna do a two pick of uh lagers i'm gonna go with our Dortmunder export which we brought today um great summertime beer a little bit higher in alcohol what, what is that one running five six five six uh then the other one higher for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh goes great in the summertime. And the other one is our Sir Schwartz, our black lager. Mm. It's a German Schwartz beer. Uh, goes great with barbecue. So good with barbecue. Has just a, it, it drinks like a Pilsner with just a slight roastiness to it. Um, but when you pair that with something off the grill. What kind of malts do you put into a Schwartz beer? Is it like rye or? It's got, uh, it's got um, Pilsner, okay. Munich, um, and it's got some... Uh, Dehusked uh, dark uh, grain called uh, Carafatu from Belgium. Gesundheit. <laughs> uh, so it has the color and just a slight bit of uh, roast flavor, but no bitterness from that. No, none of that astringent uh, bitterness they get from dark malts. I'm going to write this down for my next on tap check, and I'm going to use all those words. I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I just brewed that one today. So. This, this grain was dehusked. I love it. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's taste our, it. There's our pick six. We're going to uh, ride out the rest of the hour with Chip and Summer from Yakida and Elkhart and uh, take the ride with us, won't you? EVVs and CDs. Very potent. What? I don't need it, but I love it. It's music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. It is Music to My Beers Sunday, 10 to noon every week, like clockwork. It's Cluck, it's Zach, and we're catching up with uh, Chip and Summer of Yakida and Elkhart, part of our Summer Brewer Spotlight Series or some such name. And um, I'm ready to open one one more as we get through the home stretch. Are you, Zach? Yeah, let, oh, we should sure. open up that Dortmunder. Want that Dortmunder? Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the big questions we've asked everybody who's come through these doors the last six, eight weeks is the pandemic hits last March. Uh, we get the word from the governor, everything shut down. And did you first think this sucks? Or were you like the rest of us? You're like, ah, oh, we can do two weeks. Totally can do two weeks. We'll take two weeks off. It's great. We immediately knew that two weeks was not going to be two weeks. You did? We, yes. first we cried in a bar for extended periods of time until they closed that night. And uh, we had a meeting with our staff the next day and we told them to prepare for at least two months. 
I mean, we knew like nothing happens in two weeks. It doesn't happen that way. And uh, so we made a shift really quickly and I will not make any bones about it. The pandemic sucked. Mm -hmm. It was terrible on the face. We tried to make it, you know, you know, super easy for customers and try to, you know, like, Hey, we're Mm -hmm. doing it. We're doing fine. It was utter utter chaos for for people who have businesses. It was awful. But um, on the backside, it was, it was pretty chaotic. And we, we had two goals. Make sure there's a Yakida when all this is over and keep healthy people working. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was our only our only goals. Now going in uh, so that the shutdown happens, you guys are having your crying at a bar moment. At yeah. what point did you decide to pick yourselves up and say, we've got to figure something out. There has to be a pivot here. Like we've got to get through this. Oh, it was during the crying. Okay. Yeah. We, right. we had our plan in front of us. We were sketching out how many pizzas a day we needed to sell on carry out because really before the pandemic on a Friday night, we'd have six to go pizzas on top of the oven. Like we were mm. not a takeout place because we do thin crust pizza. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't takeout. We weren't that normal takeout pizza place. Um, so, so we were like, okay, how many pizzas do we have to sell a day? How many cans of beer do we have to sell a day? And we sat down and, and how much labor has to go with that? And I mean, we were crying and writing it all down. And um, and our community came out and supported us like crazy. And we got our butts handed to us the first two weeks. We were like, oh, no. okay, change again. <laughs> no, our community was amazing to us. And like the first, the first Friday, people were coming in and like, I was in the kitchen working the oven, you know, and they're stopping and going, tears in their eyes. Summer, we can't let anything happen to Yakita. This is our place. We're gonna we're gonna support you guys. And I'm just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and and from then on, we were just we were busy. At what point did you realize that you're gonna make it through? That things are gonna be all right. About two weeks in. <laughs> About when it, when it never. And I'm like, okay. And then well, when the factory started laying off, we got nervous again because we're like all these people who are supporting us are now losing their jobs right mm-hmm. and so we got a little nervous again and then um it we sort of shifted and did you know meals to go meals for one to go get in our grab and go cooler get your favorite things we did some things that you know just to get people through the doors and and it worked and it, it was enough you know what i mean it was enough we made it through and actually we've come out stronger than before because people were really happy with the way we handled things which you know, is is amazing. It's a it's really amazing. We did notice too that um, you know, and as far as people on Facebook and how your community reacts, like uh, we've seen some bars and and breweries here locally, even during the pan- during the pandemic, that were pretty honest and forthcoming about about COVID situations they had with staffing, and some that weren't. And the ones that were got all kinds of praise and love on Facebook. But some of the people there, there was a COVID shutdown. They didn't say anything about it, and they knew and it. It was funny, but it was it was really wild to see the instantaneous reaction of people around town to how a business was able to to jump in and change. And from the craft brewery scene in particular, like it was a chance for everybody to kind of marshal their army a little bit because the first thing all of us did those first two weeks is run out and buy as much craft beer as we could because one, we're on spring break. Yeah. <laughs> two, it's only gonna be two weeks. Spend all the money. Who cares? Yeah. And then, uh, and then as things sort of settled down, you got into a groove. It was, but it was still nice to be able to come by pick stuff up, see some people at least a little bit and, yeah. then, and then move on. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, and that was what I told our staff. I said, look, we've at that point had been in business for about eight years. And I said, this is what's going to happen. Um, all of the work we've put in for eight years, we're going to cash in all our chips right now. Mm. So every smiling face that they've seen, every good interaction, this is where it's going to count. Right. And we did a good job those eight years because it worked. And I was just like, okay, great. You know, the armies came out, they supported, 
it was it was amazing and now you guys are back open full capacity full steam forward where are we at ish so uh, we don't we actually don't have all of our seats out because at this point you know we've got some inexperienced folks we're trying to train mm. that kind of thing and the carry out situation has changed we are not to where we were pre-pandemic mm. mm-hmm. the carry out situation so many people are doing so much carry out that we are really maxed out okay. on every oh, front. Okay. All right. Wow. So it's it's great, but it's weird. It's yeah. just different. <laughs> and it's hard to explain, but but people are carrying out still really hard. I mean, we're still, you know, selling two hundred pizzas a week carry out. Which wow. before I said we'd have like five or six on the oven on a Friday night. That's you know, nuts. we're still so so that has changed so much for us, and and so it's just a different model, and we're trying to wrap our brains around it a little. Still, we're still getting used to this new way of doing things, and it's different. Well, well and once things bounce completely back, it'll be nice for you guys because you've built up a huge, healthy carryout, you know, mm-hmm. business, and now as the brewery ramps up and sort of. Your your in dining your in house dining comes comes. Oh, they're back. ready to party. Yeah, then you, <laughs> then you, then you've got everything you know the way it is, and, uh, and that's that's going to be great. Well, and you guys are on the forefront of kind of the outdoor dining scene too, because you had just finished that patio. What was it? A couple of years ago that you put it out there? Oh, it was 2014. It's been a while. Okay. Patio's been out there. Okay, but we enclosed it this winter so that we could have extra that's seating. So our was. winter, yeah, our winter seating was almost at 100 percent because we enclosed the patio. Uh, so we never we've never. Enclosed closed it before in the winter time so that was that was new something new <laughs> i need all the visqueen so. you have give me all of it it was exactly. insane well now insane. we've got out it's outdoor drinking weather like it's back and this yeah. is the perfect summer for it too so oh yeah we've had some great days people are out there the patio's packed it's you know it's it's wonderful we're ready to I mean, those first few times i went out it was there were a lot of people somewhere it's like Oh yeah, this is what that's like. I remember, like, <laughs> do holy I cow. mask up? Do I? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there was also that weird couple of weeks. Where you're like, I have the mask on me in case I need it. I don't know if I need it when I'm here. I need it. I've got it. But now it's, yeah, it's like full steam ahead. It's going to be. Um, it is uh, a party summer for sure. It, yes, <laughs> it definitely is. It, <laughs> it's a little crazy. People have forgotten a little, but it's <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. It's I'm okay. a monster. Yeah. I forgot how to act in public. <laughs> yes. we're, we're doing some retraining. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't do that here. You can't do that in the state it's, of Indiana, and you pretty yeah. much can't do that anywhere. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm home for the last a water. Yeah. 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 Slow your roll a little bit. It's fine. Right. It's fine. <laughs> it's not, not going anywhere. <laughs> um, well, we're, uh, we're going to wrap things. We have one more one more round the horn to go, and then uh, we're going to wrap things up here Music to My Beers. It's Music to My Beers. It's magical. It's laughing at me. I wish I could brush my teeth with it. I wish it were winter. We could make it into ice blocks and skate on it. Mm. And then melt it in the springtime and drink it. On 103.9. It's time for news and notes. notes. We have a lot of ground to cover. With Zach Miller. His true name cannot be pronounced by the human tongue. All right, all, all right, okay. Uh, so this is the point of the program where we tell you what's coming up, what you can look forward to. Um, really, there's there's not a whole lot going on. Um, Bells is releasing their new Seneca Village um, beer. It's the next one that um, kind of celebrates um, uh, black history uh, and African-American employees. So I think that's kind of cool. Bells is kind of on the forefront of 
celebrating. Um, I do like that they've been doing because they're even a bigger brewery. It's hard. Like the bigger the brewery, the harder it is for them to pivot. Like you see the like yeah. founders doesn't really. It's like a big ship turning the ocean. It takes a while. Yeah. But uh, Bell's has been popping out some really great smaller batch limited edition stuff with the least enough frequency. You're like that's right. They are still just in Comstock and Kalamazoo. And this goes back to one of the beers that we mentioned early on when you guys first started uh, nine years ago. The Black IPA is what it's going to be at a six point one nine. I'm telling you, it's coming back. Yeah. So we'll we'll see the. We've the, had a lot of people starting to ask for it again. It's coming back. And do they remember from the nine years ago when you guys used to produce and they're like, oh, hey, yeah. when, when are you guys going to bring that one back? When are you bringing 13 back? When's 13 uh, coming? Why'd you stop? Just didn't sell. Just all of a sudden one day they're like, eh. Everybody started buying hazies. Yeah. <laughs> it would take like three months to go through a batch. And yeah. And everything I, else is I like four weeks. I can't tie up my tanks with a beer. I try and go through a batch of beer in three to four weeks. We always laugh. If you're a kid, like, you know, when you're growing up and you'd steal your like, mom or dad's beer, and you're like, oh, man. Could you imagine being a kid now and like reaching and finding like some triple fruited, like some 450 North fruit bomb? And you're like, this is incredible. This it's is the candy. most amazing drink I've ever juice. had. It's like a fruit juice. Yeah, like an M43 for an 11 year old must just be mind blowing. But now that we're advocating that, just saying that it's funny because when you were a kid, booze tasted like booze. Like there's no yeah. getting around it. Now it's so nuanced and amazing. Well, that's why so many people come in and go, I don't like beer. And I'm like, well, Maybe you've we'll had. We'll figure you mm-hmm. out. Yeah, it's Maybe like you you've like had beer. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't you don't had like one the beer you. you've had. Yeah. <laughs> um, we could try a, a bunch of beers coming up October sixteenth, two to five p.m. It's a Saturday. The Michiana Festival of Beers returns. It's going to be at Four Winds Field. We missed the one that was probably a month or two ago. Yeah, the uh, the Wine and Beer Festival for Junior Achievement. Junior yeah, Achievement. but um, that one looks. Advanced tickets are only thirty bucks at the door. Forty dollars. Designated driver tickets five bucks. That's like a looks like a pretty good Saturday, and it's in the fall too, so it'll be nice and like cooler. I think they put that on the flyer. Zach Miller quote: "Looks like a nice little Saturday." Probably won't get kicked out of that one. No, no. no. So look forward to that. <laughs> now, is there anything as far as Yaki Da goes? You guys want people to know moving forward? Maybe just you know you're wide open. Just come support your favorite brewery. Hey, is it weird for you guys now to not be the only like big craft brewery in Elkhart? Now you're getting some buddies around there. You're starting to have it's like, good. Uh, it started yeah, like one of those beer good. tour destination exactly. cities. Exactly, and that's what you know. That's what we love about it is is uh, anytime somebody comes on the scene, you kind of get we call it the loop. People start uh, doing the loop, and yeah. they'll they'll actually meet up, and they'll go, "Oh wait, I saw those guys at my last stop," and you know, and then all of a sudden friendships are starting, and they're it's it's pretty cool to watch, and so I actually love that about it. And so. Maybe- People going on a beer road trip would bypass Elkhart because there's only one brewery. You go to South Bend and hit a it, you, you know, know three four. It's funny you bring that up. A couple of years ago, we had a, a brewery tour here, and the beer bus we were charting out where we're going to go, and they were like, "Well, we could take this much time to go to Elkhart," and it was like, "Well, there's Yaki Da, but now there's you know now there's many places to stop." Yeah. yeah. And when the brewery opens up now, because you guys are like the OG gangsters, do they have to come to your doorstep and be like, oh, for the you this is tribute? <laughs> oh, no. We would ask Chip and Summer for your blessing to open up a brewery in your backyard. Not at all. Like, it's it's so funny how it works sometimes. Sometimes you're fast friends and you, you know, and sometimes it's just like, cool, another place is opening. Let's go check it out. And, you know, like, we're a lot of times the brewers are mug clubs at the each other's places and you know it's just it's just a fun time and it, it's also weird that it works out it doesn't hurt the craft brewery to have another craft brewery open up down no. the street it, if anything it helps you out because there's more people coming in to mm-hmm. you know spend money here well we're already here let's swing over here yep. and if it's it's really great when they pick opposite days to be open because then mm. your crew has somewhere to go on their day yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that yeah it's really important actually <laughs> 
Um, well, you guys, first of all, it's embarrassing we didn't have you in earlier. Then it's, it's been a six-year gap between appearances. We apologize. Yeah, way. But you know, we, we know you're busy, so we didn't want to. Everybody's know, busy. Yeah, we, we didn't want to bug you. I didn't want to bug you, but we do appreciate you guys making the drive and bringing this this haul with us. So, uh, Chip and Summer of Yaki, that we appreciate it. On behalf Thank of Zach you. and myself, Thank you. Cheers. 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 Music to my beers. Good old Miracle Beer. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.